Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show, here with you till the top of the hour. Thanks for joining us, folks. A lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, let's get to it. First, we introduce our participants for today's show. That's Randy Rocky, who is the head guy at Swan Financial, or co-head guy, 6450736. Also here is Lee Harris, legal counsel, limestone title, and escrow. And you can reach Lee on her cell anytime by simply calling... Uh, six four nine seven nine six four. That's six four nine seven nine six four. Welcome to you, folks. Thank you. Uh, you can reach me anytime. Thank you. Thank you. You can reach me anytime on my cell phone if you want to talk about getting your home on the market or to buy a home. You can reach me at three seven six five four eight three. That's three seven six five four eight three. We're recording this via Zoom. We'll be putting it up on the uh, YouTube channel as this airs on radio. To see it, go to LouisvilleAnswers.com. That's LouisvilleAnswers.com. Randy, first question in uh, for you, which I think a lot of people mm -hmm. uh, are wondering. Uh, Robbie's asking, uh, how do they get the lowest mortgage rates? Is there a trick with these rising rates? Actually, they've leveled off and actually came down this past week, correct? Yes, they did. Uh, in MLS number 26362. So what what is happening in the market is, with an inflation pressure, usually that will bring down rates a little bit. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to happen um, very rapidly, but I, I think we'll see some stability now at the rates. And, you know, you're looking in the high to medium fives uh, APR uh, on a 30-year fixed, uh, depending on the product and credit score. Yeah. So, and, and you can look at, you know, doing adjustable rate mortgages much might save you uh, you know, a half a point and they could be fixed for five years. So there's some other ways around that to kind of take the blow off a little bit on your, um, on your interest rate. So, so uh, let's start with that's the, kind of where the market is. Right now. That's where it is. Let's start with the uh, folks who are looking to lower their interest rates by boosting their credit score. How does credit actually affect yeah. your interest rates? Yeah. yeah so, uh, you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that and, and, and anybody can call me on this. For example, I have my, uh, daughter that, um, when she was 18, I started uh, like all three of my kids, and all three of them now, the the youngest one being 21 to 24, um, they are all 740 plus credit score. And actually, one of my daughters is just about ready to start her job. Before she even started her job, she she has a $26,000 credit card balance uh, that she could use. 26,000. And the reason that is 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 really simply um, you want to keep. If you have a credit limit of $5,000, you never want to get your balance over 1500. So if that means you have to, you know, pay it off during mid, you know, mid month uh -huh. to keep that balance lower, you want to do that. So you never want to go over basically one third of your uh, credit limit. So, and the other thing you can do is a rapid rescore. So we, you know, we can evaluate, Hey, here's some things you need to do. And uh, if you do these, we can turn them back in. Uh, very quickly uh, uh, to the credit bureau and get your score up uh, that way as well. All right. So let's move on. Comparison shop. That's a no brainer, but most of the mortgage companies are going to be pretty close on interest rates. The another thing you could do is making a larger down payment if you have the money, because that of course is problematic. So what Randy, instead uh -huh. of putting 20% down, you put 40 or 50, if you have that much money. I encourage people, first of all, real quick on the, on the last statement to really shop right now. There is a big variance in rates. Um, 
Um, so this is more than ever. There can be as much as a half to three quarters of points. Um, um, uh, and what was your next question? I'm sorry. What was well, do you put do you put forty percent down instead of twenty or five or three percent, and that helps well, to bring you, down you your payment, you right? That, uh, yeah. Right, right. If you have that type of money, or what you can do is go is a buy down. So, for example, let's say you're at four and a half percent into two hundred k loan amount, and you have no points. It doesn't cost you anything, no origination points, nothing to get this loan. But then you can go to a four point two five and 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 uh, have one point, which is two thousand dollars. So now it costs you two thousand dollars to buy down the rate. And if you plan on staying there in there for the life of the loan, you're going to be around. You'll save around ten thousand six hundred sixteen dollars and forty cents to be exact. And by buying it down with two thousand bucks, which is a perfectly good alternative. Plus, in some cases, there are some sellers who might be willing to pay the two thousand to help you buy it down to uh, purchase right. the loan. So, all right. So those are some good suggestions. And of course, as Randy mentioned, also there are other loan types including an arm, especially if you're only going to be in a home, say, five years, you can get in for a lower interest rate and have uh, an arm and then get out, sell it before the uh, the five years is up. All right, moving forward. Thanks, Randy, for that. Um, a recent survey by wow. National Broker says about 15% of all home contracts fell apart last month. This is making news. You may have heard it this past week, marking the highest share of cancellations since March of 2020, when it was 17.6%. That was because of the start of the, the pandemic, if you may remember, which this ties into what Sherry wrote us. Lee, this is for you. The question asks, uh, how much money is at stake if she decides to break a contract? And are there any tricks to breaking that contract? Well, if you, Sherry, if you break a contract, and I, I think you probably mean breach a contract or default on it without uh, be, without having a reason such as a contingency that hasn't yeah. been met, then sometimes the seller will just take the earnest money and we'll move on. Uh, but they don't have to. If you, if you look at your, for example, in Greater Louisville Association of Realtors contract, if you look at uh, the section on earnest money, it also says that they can pursue all of their uh, damages, which could be carrying costs. It could be selling the property for less. It could be commissions due to the agents and brokers on the deal. So there really could be a lot of damages uh, unless you negotiate with the seller to solely take the earnest money as the damages. Uh, you, could, and that, you, you could get out on contingencies, right, Lee? Yes. Uh, an inspection yes. contingency specifically, right? Right. So there's a lot of contingencies. One would be the inspection, which there's time frames set out in your contract as to how long you have to, to get out after having an inspection. And then there's also financing. If you legitimately apply for a loan and you are denied, there's an appraisal. Uh, if you have an appraisal contingency, it has to appraise for the purchase price or better. Uh, you could have a s survey contingency. Uh, there's a lot of different contingencies that could be in there. And if any of those did not, uh, was not met, then I guess, uh, I guess you would call that a, <laughs> a trick of the trade. That, that, that's yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that won't cost you any money because you're, right. you're basically getting out. If, for example, on a contingency that's uh, based on inspections, if right. you say you get a report back and you want everything that's in the report done, it doesn't get you out. Or you can actually you can just simply ask for everything to be done and the seller may say no. But you don't even have to go that far. As long as you have an inspection, have a receipt for an inspection, you're able to get out on that receipt for the inspection, correctly? Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. As long as you've received a report. As long as you receive a report. If you're thinking about selling your home, go ahead and send me an email. Or you can go to our website, my email address, bob at com, 
or go to bobsellmyhome.com, and that will bring you to a form to fill out, and that will bring me to you to help you sell your home or to get you your new home. Moving back over to Randy, Melissa heard our show several weeks ago about refinancing a loan if she buys a home and rates come down. She's a little concerned about that. So she's wondering, Randy, what would it cost to refinance the loan if rates come down? So basically, this is an interesting, a really good point, Melissa. Let's say she buys a home and she's at five and a half on their interest rates. And in six months, the rates come down to, say, four. And it might be worthwhile for her to refinance. So what are those costs to Melissa and anybody else right. who might be so- doing that? Right, so we do what's called a loan officer for life. So when we close a loan, we go over that with them because if rates drop, and this will happen, if rates drop, it's going to get chaotic very quickly. It's going to be hard to get a loan officer on the line and really get an explanation because there are so many layoffs right now. I um, mean, the industry is, is having a tremendous amount of layoffs. So but what, what, what you do is you look at a couple of scenarios, buying down like we talked about earlier in, in the show. Or you can have scenarios where you don't buy down, and and what is that at a cost, and how much can you save? But you, you can move as much as little as three eighths to a quarter of a point, depending on loan size, and save somebody a tremendous amount of money, like we just did in the last example. But so if, uh, if specifically, because uh, she's asking okay. about refinancing, what are the costs to refinance? For a home well, mortgage, yeah. Great question. Yeah, and it could be zero cost up to, you know, where it's $1,800 cost, you know, or above. It just depends on the situation and if you want to buy that rate down a little bit or if you don't and how long you're going to stay. And I know that maybe I didn't get the total answer, but it, it just, we, we would want to get with the customer how long you plan on staying in the house. What, what are your goals? Do you want cash out? There's just so many things that, so many factors that go into play with that, but but there, there are many options, and we, we usually do that right after closing with the client so they kind of understand, yeah. okay, this we're ready to roll if it hits this rate. Yeah, yeah and I, I think the, the good news is the rates back down a bit. I think that we may hopefully see rates stay lower than they were, and that's going to be a big plus for anybody who's yes. thinking about buying. Homes are staying on the market right. a little more than before, and there's more inventory as of right now. So that's good signs for buyers. Lee, back over to right. you. Uh, Patty lives on the other side of the country. She listens to us on iHeartRadio. Thank you, Patty. She's considering moving to Louisville and closer to her parents. And she's asking, is Louisville a cheap place to live? So let me give you some facts. And, Randy, we're going to throw this to you as well. How would you describe Louisville being a cheap place to live? But some interesting notes for you. Trulia.com recently ranked Louisville as the third most affordable place to live. In the U.S., which is good. And smart asset, I I didn't know that was even a a thing called a smart asset uh, company, ranked Louisville the eighth in their top 10 cities for first-time home buyer lists. There's something else you might want to try doing on this. I did some research for you, Patty, and that is go to liveinlou, that's L-I-V-E-I-N-L-O-U.com, which will give you great stats about the city. It's one of uh, the city's sites. And then if you want, go to liveinloo.com forward slash Y, W-H-Y. And that will give you a rate calculator, which you could plug in the numbers and what your salary will be and what you can afford here as compared to being on the West Coast. So, Lee, thoughts thoughts about how do you describe to somebody who's thinking about living in Louisville the better cost of living here than in other parts of the country? Yes, I think it is. I think uh, I have a lot of friends who moved away to 
parts unknown, New York and San Francisco and lots of places. And most of them have migrated back, number one, because the housing costs that you just mentioned, the tax mm-hmm. rates, property tax rates, as you just mentioned. Um, so, yes, I think cheap is not the word I like to use. I'd say it's a it's a, a, a inexpensive or reasonable place to live. <laughs> cheap sounds like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, like we're being you know. cheap. Yeah. Randy, yeah. you have anything to add to that from uh, your perspective? Yeah, you know what? It, it, now I live in a rural area. You know, I live in uh, Barron County, yeah. and it's definitely a little bit less expensive. But uh, you know, the, the the property tax rate's about forty percent less. Uh, water is less, but overall, Louisville is a very affordable place to live as well. I would tell you, a friend uh, of mine who's in real estate in San Diego told me, and I, I don't don't hold me here, but just in my memory, I think they were saying property taxes were upwards of eight to ten percent. We're here. We're one point what uh, three, one point two, 1. 2. Yeah. yeah, yeah, one point four. So that's a that's a big advantage. I just pay property taxes on your home here in Louisville. Not to mention cost of oh, living. Chicago is insane. Yeah. Uh, it, oh yeah, I mean, really sincerely, Chicago. Oh, uh, unbelievable. It is unbelievable. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more of your questions. Uh, a reminder that if you would like to sell your home, we've got a free no obligation book that will help you. It has hundreds of useful tips. You want a copy, free of charge again, send me an email, bob at com, and then put selling tips in the subject line, and I'll send that out to you via email immediately. Thank you, and we'll continue with Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, and 6450736 is his number. Lee Harris, Legal Counsel, Limestone Title and Escrow, 6497964. And you can reach me, Bob Sekulder, anytime on my cell phone, 376-5483. We are back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. Need a home loan or refinancing? You need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information. Other restrictions may apply. This is Lee Harris, owner and attorney at Limestone Title and Escrow here in Louisville, Kentucky. We are an experienced team of processors and attorneys who will be happy to help you with your closing needs. We are known for our flexible closing times. We're open to nights and weekends, whatever suits you or your clients. We can help you provide a smooth and quick closing and help with difficult situations based upon our history of expertise and experience in closings. Call us anytime at 502-632-227. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. 
I built the number one brokerage firm in New York City by marketing luxury homes to the most qualified buyers. What makes the difference today in your area? The same thing, custom marketing to the right buyers. In Louisville, the agents with the best marketing plan are Bob and Greg Sikola. Their personalized marketing sells more homes for more money. If they can't find the right buyer on your deadline, they will buy it. Get the best marketing for your home. Go to resellouisville.com and put more money in your pocket. News Radio 840 WHAS. Thank you, Barbara Corcoran. So much Shark Tank fame and so much more. I saw her on another commercial. She's doing a lot of commercials these days. Great lady. Thank you for being a mentor and a friend. And if you want to get in contact with me to get your home sold, find out what our marketing plan is. It's uh, no obligation, no cost for me to come out there and talk. Call me 376-5483. With us till the top of the hour, Lee Harris, legal counsel, limestone title and escrow. She knows her stuff, folks. And she helps a lot of people, not only people, but agents as well. Uh, with problems. You can reach Lee on her cell phone at 649-7964. Randy Rocky continuing with us till the top of the hour. Swan Financial, they do a great job getting you the best prices out because they shop the loan, get you the best prices, 645-0736. We go back over to Lee with the question. Lisa selling her home when she bought the home a couple of years ago. The disclosure from the previous owner said that only modifications done to the home was a non-weight-bearing wall that was removed. She took that as fact, and when she bought the home, uh, she had an inspection done, by the way. She says there was no indication of problems. Now she's going to sell the home, and she's wondering if she should be concerned about verifying the fact that it was a non-weight-bearing wall. Does the previous disclosure, having that in her hands, indemnify her against any further action or problems that uh, she may get once she sells her home? Lee? Uh, good question. Um, so the, the seller disclosure form that is currently required by the state states that you should disclose any defects, no matter how you found out about them. So if there was something that was considered a defect and it was in your previous disclosure and you read that, then that's how you found out about it. Um, if she's seen any problems with this, this area uh, for cracks or something that show that well, maybe this wasn't uh, uh, maybe this was a weight bearing wall, then she needs to update whatever information she received upon purchase to the current status of the property. If she hasn't seen any problems, then there's really nothing more to disclose than the fact that this happened in before she purchased. It doesn't necessarily indemnify you, uh, but you can only disclose what you know about. So. Um, if she hasn't seen any problems and everything's been fine during her tenure there and she doesn't know of any issue, then she can only just answer honestly. And I know you're not an inspector, neither am I or Randy, but if there's a crack that occurs, could it be occurring just naturally that would have occurred anyway? Yeah. So it may not necessarily be related to a wall being removed or whatever. Right. Right. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Most houses are going to eventually have some cracks Cracks. or settling. Yeah. Yeah. I would suggest to Elisa to reach out, if possible, uh, maybe to the previous agent that she bought the house with have, or the agent who sold the house. Try to get um, some more information from the original, the person she bought it from. Was the weight-bearing wall really a weight, not weight-bearing? I mean, what was done? And so she has more information that might be able right. to help her move forward. Yeah. Randy, back over to you with a question. Jared has not bought a home for 10 years, and he remembers when it took time, a long time, for him to get approved and then get to a closing table. And he's wondering, and this is a really good question, Jared, that things changed. How long does it take to get a mortgage if he's out of the country or if he's coming in or lives here? 
Can he do it virtually if he moves out of the country or he's living out of the country, Randy? Yes, he can. Uh, he can do it virtually. And also, you know, if, if we can get the appraisal back, we can close loans inside of 10 days. And wow. very rarely do we have situations anymore that, that go over 30. But a lot of clients request, like a lot of your clients, Bob, they request, you know, up to 45 days closing. So it seems to be kind of the norm. So sometimes we, we you know, we go above the 30 days, but we usually have a quicker close with inside 20 to 25 days at, uh, without question, as long as we get the appraisal back. And what about the loan process itself? Because I think he mentions that it used to be a long time with the loan process getting things filled out. Now it's all online. It could be done fairly simple, correct? Yes. It is a pretty streamlined process uh, uh, these days, especially if you have a professional loan officer. If you don't have that, it, it's it, as you well know, uh, yeah. Bobby he disclosed that to me more than once. It can be a very tedious process. Yes, we work with a lot of loan officers around the area, and I would tell you Randy and his team are among the best. There are some that are not quite as good. And Randy brings up another good point that I think, uh, Jared, you need to understand that even though you may want to close within 10 or 15 days, really, if the house is still occupied by the owner, the seller, uh, he or she may need more time than 15 or 20 days, may need 30 to 45 days. So consider that as you're moving forward. Back over to our attorney, Lee Harris. Jimmy just recently married Martha and writes in that Martha's ex-husband, follow me here, Lee, Martha's okay. ex-husband, and I think you actually know this story. I've changed the names because I think Martha's ex-husband reached out to you. No, Jimmy did, reached out to you that her Martha's ex-husband was supposed to file a quit claim deed and put the house in Martha's name only. Apparently the ex-husband did not do that, but is also currently in incarceration, which makes it possibly diff difficult for the yes. ex-husband. And since Jimmy just married Martha, he's wondering, so what do I do? Well, um, yes, I do. That does sound familiar. Yeah. Uh, so basically, they're going to have to if they have a settlement agreement that says she's supposed to get the property. Then what happens in a lot of cases and folks out there, if you, if you do have that, if you do get a divorce and you're supposed to file this quick claim deed, go ahead and make sure that gets done because you got your settlement there. Everybody's expecting to do it. A lot of times that step gets missed. And then we're in this situation a few years later, they want to sell the property or whatever. And either they can't find the ex or the ex is incarcerated or the ex is unwilling to sign for whatever reason, because he doesn't like, the fact that his spouse got remarried, you know, all of the things that could happen. So um, basically at this point, I, what I advise is to go ahead and send, you know, the deed. It's going to take a lot longer than normal, but send it through the, you know, the mail to the, uh, the, the ex-husband. Yeah, oh, to the, the prison. Yeah. Yeah. If right. they have. Yeah. I, I said, you've got to find out if they have a notary there. I'm assuming they probably do because. Um, you know, a lot of legal things go on. Maybe people meet with their attorneys and, and you know, papers have to be filed. So yeah. either there could be an attorney there that's visiting someone who has a notary or maybe people on the staff have a notary. And then uh, they'll have to file that. Uh, and they said, well, what if he's uncooperative? And, you know, he may be. And then in which case they would have to open that case back up and have the judge order that it be transferred. Oh, so they can order the transfer as opposed to having a quick claim deed signed by the ex-husband well the judge would have to the judge would have to order him to sign it oh okay all right because, so yeah but right but let's say let's say i'm i'm the ex-husband and i'm incarcerated what if i say hey judge 
what are you going to do? Throw me in jail? <laughs> it's like, so there's no, motiva- there's no motivation for him to sign. I guess, so, I guess if he wants to get out early on good behavior, he needs to do what the judge says. That's what it is. So there's yeah. another, another little wrinkle to this. And Randy, I'm hoping you're following this because the quit claim deed takes the deed out of one party's name uh, and puts it into the other. But mm-hmm. the mortgage would stay the same. And typically when there's something mm-hmm. like this that happens, the order requires that in this case, it would be Martha refinance the house into her name and take the ex-husband off the mortgage. If in fact he was on the mortgage and I'm presuming he was, that could become a, a problem if the, if in this case, Martha doesn't qualify for a mortgage on her own. Correct. Yes. Yep. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and Lee, you'll be able to test more to this than I do, but I don't, I don't think if I'm the lawyer, uh, that I'm going to be off the deed until the person executes the refinance. If not, I want to stay on the deed because I don't want to be uh, on the hook for the mortgage, but I'm not on the deed. Absolutely. Do you agree, Lee, or you disagree? Okay. I agree. Yeah. And usually that's what happens in the settlement agreement is they say, you know, the wife is going to get the house, she's going to refinance it, and then the, uh, the husband will, in exchange for the house and the, getting off the mortgage, will sign the quick claim deed and everybody will be running off into the sunset. Yeah. And I, I can see so many problems with this. It's so this is such a terrible situation to have to deal with. And yes. The, the guy who I feel worse for right now is Jimmy, who married this woman. And now he's saddled with this problem. So we could just I can only imagine. I mean, this is a good guy having to deal with it. And, and so congrats to you, Jimmy. Hope you're you guys are happy down the road. I really do. Um. One more question for you, Randy. Bonnie thinking about buying a new home. She is worried because her friend Candace went through the buying process and was told that the bank's appraiser would not approve her loan. So Bonnie is now wondering, and I, I don't know that Bonnie's got this all together. The bank's appraiser would not, maybe the bank's appraiser did not approve the home because it was, she paid too much for it. So, so, Bonnie, let me just say, every contract is different, but, Randy, the, to get to the heart of this question, are you seeing appraisals come in on homes undervalued for what the contract is? Because I'm hearing a trend. Yes, the, uh, uh, they are. And what is happening is, obviously, the market is really spiked up, and, and there's really a big demand, as you well know, Bob, under 300000 still. We're getting a little more inventory, so people are overpaying for the house, but what they're usually doing is they're bringing the extra money to the closing table if it does not appraise. Uh, so in that situation, though, that the, the appraiser cannot, um, uh, now the appraiser could say there needs to be, this needs to be fixed before we will approve the loan, you know, before the lender can approve the loan, but the appraiser does not have any control over if the loan is approvable as far as paperwork, et cetera. It would only be actually on the actual house. Yeah, whether it, right. So whether the house appraises for value, and that's what I really think that uh, Bonnie was uh, referring to, that it came in low and she's worried. So folks, please make note of this. If you are a seller, note that the market has cooled off. We're seeing appraisals come in lower based on other loan officers that we're hearing from around the city and around the country. So if you have an agreed sales price 
of three hundred thousand. Let's say the house was listed at two hundred seventy-five thousand, and we have mm-hmm. a we have a contract for three hundred. The appraiser may not give you three hundred; may give you two seventy-five, two eighty, maybe less, because in their opinion, the market's cooled off and the house is no longer worth uh, two seventy-five or up up to three hundred. So note that that's happening. And to Bonnie, and just in in final comments to you, I would just tell you that every deal, as I mentioned earlier, is different. Don't let that stop you from finding your dream home and making an investment. Uh, We're going to talk next week about the way the market is going and whether you should buy or not buy a home right now. And I will tell you in advance, the leading indicators are buy, and I'll give you the specifics why you uh, need to hear that and talk about it. We'll review that next week. My uh, thanks, as always, to Lee Harris, who is legal counsel, type, limestone title and escrow. By the way, if you look at the, the redirect of our video on YouTube, Lee is in San Francisco. Not really. Yes. He's just using your background. I'm uh, sitting can, right in front of the Golden Gate Bridge. Right there. You can see <laughs> Lee at the LouisvilleAnswers.com. Uh, Randy, we don't know where he is right now. He was in his office, but now he's, his, <laughs> his picture is off. So, and that's Randy Rocky over at Swan Financial at six four five zero seven three six. Thank you guys for being there. Appreciate that. Absolutely. We Thank should you. tell you we have five ways to help you sell your home and just about guaranteed to get help you find your next home before you have to close. It really is true. If you go to bobsellmyhome.com, the information is there. You can also sign up to. Have me come out free, no obligation to review the process and and how we make it work and how you can be happy in your next house. Again, BobSellMyHome.com or you can call me 376-5483. We are out of time. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.